2: You know what? You're right. We got
1: this. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal, the show that settles the debates nobody else will touch. Hal, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy
0: Thanksgiving to you. I'm thankful for you. Thank you.
1: And? Oh, am I supposed to say it back? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thankful that Jesse Thorne is here to join us. I mean, yes, I'm also thankful that Jesse Thorne is here. That's the correct answer. And for you. What's up, Jesse?
2: I'm thankful to be here. Yeah. what I'm obliged to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. People who listened to episode 400, which was last week, probably heard a long farewell because we still don't know if season two is in the works for us, but we do have Jesse here, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll talk about it later. We wanted him here to talk about Thanksgiving. And a bunch of topics suggested by you for a clean, we're going to clean the plate off. There'll be no slop as they said at Echo Hill, the seventh grade trip I went on at a, to you, a summer camp.
2: <laughs> there's no, it's so very complicated. There's no
1: slop. No to slop. Eat? Yes. Well, at Echo Hill, when you would go to eat, is a Quaker sleepaway camp in Maryland, I think. And when you're in seventh grade at Abington Friends School, my cool hippie Quaker school that I went to, that is the trip you go on in seventh grade. You go there for like a week. Mm -hmm. And when you eat, they tell you that you only take as much as you can eat because anything that's left over is slop. So you don't want any slop. You don't want to throw away and waste food. You guys want to know what I had for dinner tonight? Please. Yeah. A sloppy
2: joe.
0: Hey, perfect. So there's definitely slop at your home. Sure,
2: absolutely. Summer camp style.
0: I find it ironic that no slop is the mantra of Quakers whose entire business is selling slop.
1: (laughs) It's not, again, I feel like I've explained this a lot. Yeah. It's not the same... It's It's Benjamin Benjamin,
2: Franklin
1: or? No, yeah. What Quakers are we talking about? You
0: You went to a school in a silo with a picture mm -hmm. of William Penn on the side of it.
1: Sure. We put our knickers on and got to work.
0: They
2: sell baskets and stuff. The people that they don't even, those people don't even sell slop.
1: No. Well, in the Philadelphia suburb where I grew up, it was a lot of very old money, super liberal white people. Yeah. Who were very, they're, who were very nice. Like they were like, yeah, come hang they're out. They're nice. They're peaceful. Yeah. Peaceful people. I like the Quakers. Mm-hmm. They like to listen. They have a lot of quiet time in their services. They do. You sit there quietly and then people, if the spirit moves you, you stand up and speak. Yeah. And you hope that nobody, you know, as, and, and when you're in school there and as it's getting closer to 40 minutes, you're thinking, I hope everybody just shuts up because yeah. I, I don't want to sit quietly anymore. I'm eight. <laughs> And some teacher gets up and says something that they believe is poignant that they're moved to. And I'm sure as an adult I would appreciate, but as an eight-year-old, I'm all I'm, I'm just like, wrap it up. Let's go. Come on. Please. I have to go draw things on construction paper. I'm very busy.
0: <laughs> in your little briefcase and your suit and you're wearing, um, <laughs> yeah. listen, I have a lot of construction paper. There are very many things I have to do in here. These crayons are not going to write with themselves absolutely speaking of having lots of things to do gentlemen shall we jump into some thanksgiving topics thanksgiving baby let's do this (laughs) annette bond crotch uh i hope i'm saying that right if i'm not i apologize wants to know stuffing cooked inside or outside the turkey what do you guys do at home
2: outside the turkey no question about it easy peasy lemon squeezy The idea of cooking stuffing inside of the bird is a wonderful idea because you imagine that all the flavors from the bird are going into the stuffing and vice versa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's not actually how it works. What really happens is that you have a big cold part in the middle of your bird uh, that makes it hard to cook the bird evenly. And you should just, you know, make a casserole of stuffing, which is the best kind of stuffing anyway.
0: Yeah. And also you don't get the crispy bits. You, j- it's just the, yeah. if you have it in the bird, it's mm-hmm. just the wettest version yeah. of, you get slopping. You get, uh, slopping instead of stuffing
1: is what and you get. And actually, it, stuffing goes inside the bird. Dressing is outside of the bird. It's okay. the same thing. You can take the same right. mixture. If you stuff it inside right. the bird, You know what? Stuffing, I make the dressing and then I stuff it. There you go. There you okay. go. The stuff the In your big yeah, pal. <laughs> That's oh! too. You
0: only,
2: you only oh, get wow. one <laughs> more. <laughs> I'm normally a really friendly guy. I don't know yeah. what this character is. It's something yeah, about what's my face. It's very here. punchable.
1: Yeah. I have a real punchable face. Guys you know, are so I, nice that I'm <laughs> compensating to balance it out.
0: Pull a little bit, pull I'm a little bit of edge of you. on the show.
1: <laughs> I'm outside too. I casserole style. In fact, I've been thinking, you know, we're hosting this year. It's our first time hosting Thanksgiving in our new place, and I need to do a test run of the dressing because it is from Jennifer's family, and it's so good. I still remember the first time I had it. It was like my first fix, and I've been chasing that Mm. dressing dragon ever since for 17 years, like making it, and it's pretty good but not quite there. So I like to get a test run out of the way so I can get any sort of clunker parts of it out. And then make it way better for Thanksgiving. And then I does mean, it have any, like,
2: Does it have yeah. any fruit or nuts? No. Yeah, that's Do, you, do I look like a monster? <laughs> yeah, it's super gross. I don't know why. I mean, God bless everyone who loves putting cranberries and everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Just let it be. Just let it be bread, meat, and meat juice. Yeah. You know, there's onions and everything. Some, yeah, we have. That's herbs, the thing we have, but
0: yeah. onions and celery in ours. Sure. Growing up, always. How are Jen's... Family coming out for this You said you're hosting Thanksgiving Are they going to be
1: there Eating your version of their recipe I think we're going to have some family From both sides there Yeah, I think that all the travel is being worked out But it will be too much for everybody there And then I will mm-hmm. eat it systematically Probably over the next three days It will be gone Because I will I'll go like oh, I'll just have a little bit And then take sure Something that is roughly the size of one of my shoes And heat it up on a plate and eat it have you ever made it into a patty and cooked it in a pan? No.
2: No, I haven't done that Merry yet. Christmas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> left Mutical. Go, Christmas season is starting early this year. <laughs> the three days after Halloween. I like that. <laughs> Are you guys
0: cornbread stuffing or what do you usually use for your stuffing? This is not one of the topics. This is just I'm just curious.
2: When I'm home in San Francisco, uh, mm-hmm. I will use a nice sourdough. Um, because it's freely available. There's hot and cold running good bread in San Francisco.
0: And and all the new houses built after 1989.
2: Exactly. Yeah, After Loma (laughs) Prieta, they (laughs) mandated that, uh, along with tie downs for your foundation. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would say here in Los Angeles, where it's not like Los Angeles is terrible bread. It's just that it's not always everywhere. Yeah. I think I would be more inclined to go cornbread, but that's only because my wife has a wheat allergy. It's a mild Mm -hmm. wheat allergy. So it's not like, you know, she just gets a little itchy. In (laughs) some cases, I will just make, I I will make a no flour cornbread and try and Mm -hmm. dry it out a little, but it is an extra step.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do use cornbread because it's part of the recipe. Cornbread and stuffing mix both factor in. Really? Yeah. They're just sort of a part of what makes it what it is. It's not a, so it's a of...
2: combination of
0: fresh cornbread and like box stuffing mix. Yes. Which is yes. croutons,
1: right? That's so a box of stuffing is yeah, just a, basically a box of croutons, sort of. There's some, sometimes there's some, a lot <clears> of salt. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of salt, <laughs> dried out croutons. vegetables in there, like a little dried out vegetable and celery, but it's the, I'll, I'll give you the basic of it. It's those two things, some onion and celery that you've sauteed a roasted chicken that you've torn apart, mm-hmm. um, hard boiled eggs. And mm-hmm. chicken broth. And this is Jen's recipe. Jen's,
0: Jen's family Jen's recipe. Rest, is, yes, Jen's grandmother. That is so Southern and almost identical to the recipe yeah. that I grew up with in Tennessee. Yeah.
1: Hard-boiled eggs a, in
0: Tennessee. Hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. They're great in it.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be uh, – like, I, I didn't know what to expect. But it was so good. And it wasn't Jennifer's grandmother who made it. It was her mother. And that is the measuring stick against which all dressings and stuffings must be compared.
2: Thanksgiving truly is the holiday of a treasured family recipe that's from a Betty Crocker cookbook in 1953. Oh, yeah. (laughs) like just something made of like leftover war rations. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like it's the only (laughs) time when someone says, I have the most incredible recipe. So beautiful. Like a single tear comes down their eye and they're like, and the secret ingredient Is four slices of American cheese and a can of maraschino cherries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. When we go shopping for Thanksgiving, we spend a lot of time in the canned section, in the Velveeta section. We're not spending much time in produce. Yeah. It's a lot of it's honey. Grab the can opener. It's Thanksgiving.
2: Mm. You know, I'm from California. It's all avocados, baby. Was it? Did I was no, going to ask what is what
0: uh, what's it like in uh, in San Francisco for you growing up? Do, like, what was your tradition for Thanksgiving?
2: I don't. I think that growing up in San Francisco, there are because it is in so many ways a city of immigrants, um, mm-hmm. and city or a city of migrants, you might say, right? Mm-hmm. Because neither of my parents was a native San Franciscan. My dad was from Kansas City. My mom from Washington D.C you know, San Francisco is a, has always been a port city full of people from every part of the world. Yeah. I think what you get usually is a pretty straight down the middle classic Thanksgiving meal, but you don't, you're, you are going to get it. There's not a lot of casseroles. There's not a lot of cream of mushroom soup. Um, there's not a lot of these kind of like Betty Crocker cookbook type things whereas it seems like when i hear other people talk about their thanksgiving's everyone has three family recipes that are those things they're like cream of mushroom soup things yeah. american cheese things uh yeah. wonder bread things like kind of classic mid century americana stuff whereas you know you're you're less likely i think in san francisco to have a green bean casserole than you are to just have some green beans with almonds, something like a saute, like a saute that, right? like a green bean with with onions
0: and garlic or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Our family's not mid century, I guess, because I would should have been mention the 70s. We also eat seal, seal meat, oh. fresh seal
2: meat, not live. the musician live seal. No, not that. I would never eat seal. The musician, no, It'd he's horrible. delightful. I'd never sure. be kissed by a rose again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, uh, you eat seal meat specifically on uh, on Thanksgiving. And we go down
2: to the pier, kill one of our famous seals, <laughs> flay it.
1: <laughs> use use the blubber for fat. Saute the other foods in the blubber. Oh my god! <laughs> and record the sound of its screams to use for sleep sounds later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, there you go. So the point of all of this is the stuffing should be outside the turkey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless you,
0: unless you, unless you're serving seal at which point you the stuffing goes inside the seal. Yeah.
1: Let's jump into another one. This one's from Shelley Godafrand. And this is whether it's better to have a potluck or have the the main the whoever's the hosting household generally in charge of all the cooking or just one one is in charge. I I've strong feelings about this. But how do you feel about it, Jesse? Where are you? Are you more of a potluck person or do you want sort of a little more control over the menu?
2: I have a small family. So Hmm. I, my parents, my father's passed away, but, but my parents were divorced. And so usually I'm hosting Thanksgiving typically, and it's going to be, it, it would have been one or the other of my parents. Hmm. Um, I don't think my siblings have ever come down to southern california for thanksgiving and you know once in a while it is both of my wife's parents or both of my wife's parents and one of her siblings and their partner something like that so we're look we're talking about an eight person situation at the most you know eight, ten-person. Mm-hmm. it's not a 26 person thing True. and if it's at my house i'm probably cooking um but i would be you know and people are traveling so they're not cooking but i think if somebody wanted to bring a pie or something I mean, I'm not gonna turn that down. Yeah. Somebody brings I like ice that cream. idea. Great. I love ice cream.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh if you know the host is the one that is creating most of the main dishes and then I would say like if the host has a menu set so that everything is covered, anything else that somebody brings in is icing on that cake. Or say, you know, we're doing the yeah, uh, or we're do- doing just desserts, bring the desserts. Yeah,
2: I think a dessert, a beverage, you know, you can, somebody mm-hmm. could bring the wine and Martinelli's. I feel like the Martinelli's yeah. is the thing that I feel most strongly about about Thanksgiving. I'm really pro Martinelli's. <laughs> I, I love, love Martinelli's on Thanksgiving. It is yeah, kind of an essential. I, I don't yeah. drink and I really like Martinelli's, but it's you wouldn't keep it in your house. What are you going to have a jug of
1: it in your fridge? <laughs> well, you know, the just to celebrate. The sparkling kind, not the flat it's... kind. Do you get it in the bottle that looks like a champagne bottle? Yeah, well, it doesn't come in a different
2: bottle, does it? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Pop, pop.
1: It's celebratory. Yeah. You can have one stashed away for, you know, when you get a raise
2: or got those nice little bubbles. One time when I was on my middle school trip, pal, we went to an apple orchard, and we were staying overnight in a hotel. So I was sharing this hotel room with two other kids, and they bought unpasteurized apple juice at the apple orchard. They had it in the sink in the bathroom. uh you're not going to believe what happens when you leave unpasteurized apple juice in a gallon jug in a hotel bathroom when you're twelve.
1: I would hazard to guess it ferments, but I would love to hear
2: yeah they, well it it you really get to know about the explosive properties of oh dear, <laughs> fermented sugars. Holy mackerel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oof. Oh, my God. I'll say this about a potluck version, though. Mm. I've done this in the past. I love a potluck Friendsgiving. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about, like... The family style of going, you know, when when the whole family is coming together, the one relative who is hosting and wants to cook. Great. I love that. Let's let's see what you what you do. I also like to know about another family or another uh group of people's traditions and like, oh, I've done things differently my whole life. I love trying your version of a thing. But a potluck is it feels like a nice combination of both. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you something that I love to have every year. But also I'm going to try everything that you guys like to have. Hal, you're shaking your head. This is
1: like pure. This could not be if you want the dichotomy between Mark and Hal, this is where it's apparent. Because to me, a potluck is Russian roulette. It's the Russian roulette from the deer hunter where you don't know <laughs> what is going to show you are entrusting. You have a way that, that, you know, Thanksgiving, the meal. Mm -hmm. Is very much about a a family tradition or group tradition that you build over time. And Mm -hmm. part of that tradition is the company you keep. And another part of it is the food that you have. We all associate really strong memories with food. So, Mm -hmm. like, I know what the mashed potatoes are supposed to taste like. (laughs) <laughs> and when somebody comes supposed in supposed to but but, but, I, do, like but I have it in my potatoes. head I'm not I'm not showing up at Thanksgiving to to join America's test kitchen that is not the point how I great like, would it be to have thanksgiving at
2: america's test <laughs> kitchen though? come on adam reed there making you a, oh,
1: what a dream we blasted yeah. this uh, turkey with some carbonite here take mm-hmm. a bite it actually yeah. jumps off of the plate yeah. into your mouth
0: they would do some amazing stuff because you know, they would have the absolute best pots and pans. Sure. Those two women are going to have spent so much time crafting the exact <laughs> perfect version of everything. Sure. Yeah. But, but I don't but like, I, you don't, you no, don't think no, that I, anyone can make mashed potatoes as well I, as maybe the a version that you have of mashed potatoes at well. Thanksgiving.
1: It's, it's not that I think mine is better. It's just I'm accustomed. Like I want to, if I'm hosting, I want to mm. share what is essential to Thanksgiving. Like I'm sharing, you're sharing a piece of yourself with your guests. This is the food that is important to me and I want to share it with you. Now there are certainly plenty of dishes. Like for me, like I don't eat, I'm not a big cranberry sauce person. So if Mm -hmm. somebody wants, if somebody has a special version of things they want to bring, pies are always well, like dessert is always a great, that's an easy bring. A beverage is an easy bring, but I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't generally go as a guest to someone's Thanksgiving and say, "Oh, let me make the 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 dressing because I have a great recipe for it." I'll, well, I well I assume this pot, is all like done I over will, email beforehand. Th- then you know I mean? we're getting like, like, it like all a whole gets, scheduling. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't want that. Come over, let me cook for you. If you'd like to bring a dish, you can, but also part of being a guest is is you get to relax. I'm hosting you. Like come you relax and enjoy the huh? food. See, come on
2: over. This Mm -hmm. is going to be real fun. My wife are going to love this. I'll bring my dog. She's a biter.
1: Great. I have a lot of arm flesh. (laughs) So, are we saying better to host? Like nothing against a potluck, but better to for the host to cook most of it. It sounds like that's sort of the consensus. I
2: like a hosted Thanksgiving, but (laughs) I I wouldn't turn down a potluck Thanksgiving. I think I think at the very least, it's the host's responsibility to provide the centerpiece, right? And yes. Give us the, 100%. give us the
0: protein. Yeah. Yeah. I maintain that for a Friendsgiving, I am pro potluck, but I think for a family Thanksgiving meal, yeah. Let the host. You do. Then you also, you then you get the, you wind up with the, uh, it, You will wind up with, if it's, especially if it's the family version, you will wind up with that one aunt or uncle or someone on the periphery who, uh, thinks that their version of a thing is the better version and brings that. And then arguments can begin, especially if it's a family thing. So yeah, I would go with that. I would go with that. Gang, I have to, uh, offer one Mm -hmm. sort of plebeian uh,
2: perspective that I have since I was the fancy guy who doesn't put can of mushroom soup in anything, uh-huh. uh, which is I think that boxed, uh, mashed potatoes are pretty good. If you doctor them up well, I yeah. think, uh, flake mashed potato flakes are like, it's possible to make better mashed potatoes, but it is a ton of work. And mm-hmm. I would rather put that work into something else because I think that with some effort, a very modest amount of effort a box mashed potato you're going to get an 8 out of 10
0: yeah and it's also really possible for homemade potato mashed potatoes to, go to get screwed up yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah you can screw them up terribly easy is this am i the odd man out that we never have mashed potatoes on our thanksgiving uh table we're my stuffing and sweet potatoes. potatoes.
2: My wife loves mashed potatoes, so I make them for her. I'm a mm. yeah, I'm a medium I'm a medium mashed potatoes guy. Um, yeah, but my wife loves them so I make them for her. We don't usually make sweet potatoes. That sweet potatoes thing is a very intense thing that, in, that <laughs> when they when it involves like marshmallows and maple syrup and stuff oh, you know, yeah. or, or oh, pecans yeah. or the pecans. brown sugar pecan
1: crusts. That's like you sweet are potatoes. It's right in the name already. You don't need to. <laughs> no, you, it's, this is, you this, basically no,
2: just need
0: butter,
1: salt and pepper. Really? It's not, this is the holiday of excess.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. And I love it because that's the only thing that my mom ever cooks in the 1970s orange casserole tray that she's had (laughs) my entire life and most of hers. And just to see that come out and know that that's going to be where we get our sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top under the broiler right at the end so they get that little toasty. Oh, You know what? I'm getting hungry now. I'm starting to salivate. Let's take a break Mm -hmm. and we will come back with more topics in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, please let us tell you a little bit about some of the other fantastic shows on the Maximum Fun Network. We'll be right back.
2: Manolo, guess what? Manolo, guess what?
0: What, what,
2: what? Dr. Game Show has made it to 100 episodes on Maximum Fun.
0: Oh, that's true. I knew that.
2: Well, to celebrate, we are releasing our entire Earwolf archives to Max Fun members. That's anyone who gives $5 or more monthly
1: to support podcasts like Dr. Game Show.
2: That's 63 episodes with in-studio comedian guests like Jason Manzucas, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, Joe Parra, Todd Berry and Janine Garofalo, Connor O'Malley, Chris Guthrie, and more. Plus three bonus episodes that include two pilot episodes. Wow, two pilots must be good. Find the feed at slash BOCO. B O C O stands for bonus content. Mm-hmm.
0: Presenting the new MaxFunStore.com, we've got shirts for your torso, hats for your head, drinkware for your finest beverages, and so much more. Starring your favorite Max Fun shows with new and classic designs. Find the perfect gift for the podcast fan in your life. Heck, that could be you. We're not judging. Head to maxfunstore.com now. That's maxfunstore.com.
1: And we're back. Hal, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's rapid fire a couple of these. Here's one from Great. Dennis LaChapelle. Says, take out the fancy China silverware. Or use paper plates slash plastic utensils. Fancy china. Fancy china? You, yeah.
2: Fancy china. Use it. It's fun
0: to use your fancy
2: china. Put it in the dishwasher. I don't care.
0: Nobody When cares. else are you going to use it? Like, if not Thanksgiving, then when?
2: I have a cabin. And once in a while, I will have Thanksgiving at my cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll just have my wife's parents come or something like that. And I have mm-hmm. these plates that are probably late 19th century. And they oh, have wow. hand-painted fishes of various kinds on them. I mean, like, like, trouts, not like angelfish. Right. And, <laughs> uh, like fish you'd fish This forward. one's an angler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and they, they mostly come out for things like this. You probably can't put them in the dish. Probably shouldn't put them in the dishwasher, but it's like, yeah, test them for lead and then eat
0: off them. They're plates. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's the official yeah.
0: plate motto. Test them for lead and eat off of them. The one time I think to use at Thanksgiving the paper plates and plastic utensils uh is if you have a huge group and you don't have enough of the good China. Because yeah, sure. using the, if you have, you know, if you have a dozen people and you've got tableware for eight, then those last four people are going to get you know, your everyday stuff at that point, I would say, keep it uniform.
2: But you know what? Go down to the smart and final. Get yourself the good paper plates. Get yourself the pretty yeah. ones.
0: Yeah. yeah Don't like just serve good
2: too. the leftover Alf plates from your <laughs> eighth birthday
1: party.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's your turkey. Happy uh, Halloween. Here you go. Wait, <laughs> what is this, a turkey or a cat, which is what Alf yeah. eats?
1: yeah it's it's alf dress problem maybe get yourself some
2: melmac plates am i right guys (laughs) alf's planet was named after a plate material
1: (laughs) honey the family's coming
0: over get the melmac get the the (laughs)
1: melmac hey willie The the one exception is my
2: (laughs) doing his elf
1: impression. It's pretty solid. It's It's a good elf. It's pretty good. Thank you. It's really just it. When you have asthma, you're always like like a half a step away from sounding like (laughs) "Hey, Like it's almost in there. Um, my mother, when she was alive, she suffered from arthritis and just thought like it was doing anything in the kitchen was difficult. And there was always help, but sometimes having at least paper plates for dessert. Made it a lot mm. easier because you could just throw stuff out. So sometimes it's it's just a question of, a, like, I'm going to have to wash all of these yeah. later. Even if it's rinsing them and putting them in the dishwasher, sometimes that feels like, like too much. But I agree. It's a special occasion. You're gathering yeah. family or friends together. You should put out nice plates.
2: You use bought those stuff. fish plates. When are you going to use them? Just yeah. use them. <laughs> test the them for out. lead and use them. They're plates. <laughs> What's the test like? Is it a it's swab? like a little strip. It's like a little, yeah. It's like a little swab strip. You have to do it because you don't know what kind of paint they use to paint those fishes. Yeah, I want to be clear. There's not a big market for 19th century hand painted fish plates, so I did not pay a ton of money. I probably paid less for my fancy fish plates than you guys paid for your the plates that you eat off every night. I, I don't know mind saying Amazon so Basics fancy.
1: on the bottom. Oh, yeah, I got mine at Target. Enough. What is it? Yeah. Threshold? I think that's Targets, which is a really oh, yeah. weird name. For their I don't think auto. I
2: spent more than $100 on my set yeah. on the full on all.
1: Fair enough. Oh, they we'll definitely wait.
0: have lead in them
1: then. Yeah. yeah, Wait till you go on Antiques Roadshow <laughs> and they handle them with <laughs> yeah. white gloves and tell you they're worth a I've billion. been to the Antiques Roadshow, but this is rapid
2: fire, Hal. Let's go. Sorry. Okay, yeah, for fine. Mark. sake. You don't next? want to know about when I hung out with Roadshow F. Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh one of our favorite people of the world, Jeffy Baby. What's up Jeffy Baby? Jeffy Wants Baby. To know, what's the best way to cook the turkey? I mean, I have my personal favorite that I love maybe as a southerner, uh it's one blow of torch. our things. Uh yeah, just stand there with a blowtorch. <laughs> but the blowtorch unlike the stuffing actually goes inside the bird cuz you want the middle to get hot. Now, I'm a I'm a deep fry guy. I'm a deep fry guy. It gets crispy on the outside, stays moist on the inside. I'm a brine it first, then deep fry it. Yeah. I think flavor wise, that's the best. Don't bring your house down doing it. You know, are you dry brining just- or
2: wet brining?
0: Wet brining. I'm a dry brine guy.
2: How mm. does it? I've never done a dry brine. It's just a bunch of salt. Oh, that's, fair. but it does it's the like, same like, thing. Like,
1: like, like a salt. It does the same fish. thing without
2: making it soggy
1: oh i'll have to try yeah, that I, like I recommend that idea, a yeah. dry brine
2: i, I recommend you know, a dry brine. it has the same it's the salt that has the effect on the proteins not the water mm-hmm. the water just makes it mushy um huh. so uh, a dry brine is going to be just as successful another hot thanksgiving tip as long as i'm mm-hmm. passing out tips that please you're like the butterball line almost certainly came from j kenji lopez alt and definitely didn't come from me originally but sure. um if you make the skin a little more basic, uh, like with some, uh, a little bit of baking soda, it will, mm-hmm. you will not taste the baking soda and it will crisp up much, uh, much more easily. Oh, oh this is uh, fascinating. Do you Mix See? that with, a,
0: mix that with a little water and then, uh, brush it you on. Just you just rub it do do straight it? on there when you're putting your salt. Straight and, baking soda. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've done olive oil and salt and pepper and then it's, it's, or, or I'll take, uh, I don't do butter because Jennifer can't, butter's not good for us. So I'll take ghee and put a little bit of that Mm. on there, or or an olive oil, something like that, and do it. This year, because we're hosting, I was talking to my father about it. He's like, can I request that you brine the turkey? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll brine the turkey. And then I hung up and in a sweaty panic, ran to Google and started looking up, how do you brine a turkey? Does it go in a Mm. bag? What if there's not room? Can I? And then some of them are like, put it in the cooler. I'm like, but will it rot if I put it in the cooler overnight? Like, I'm free And then they're like, put it in the cooler with bags of ice. And then I'm terrified. I'm Mark, terrified, but a,
2: excited. Do you have a set of turkey frying equipment, Mark? Or you, do you just happen to have the kettle that you normally use for poaching your carnitas in
0: lard? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I, I currently have carnitas poaching in lard on the stove right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But no, I uh, it's, it's my dad. My dad has it. So it's when I'm having Thanksgiving with him. Uh He... I mean, he lives on the bayou in Florida and, you know, they, they're used to just making terrible decisions with fire in the driveway. Nothing, uh, whether could it's be, the 4th of July or yeah. Thanksgiving.
2: There's no more dad move than insisting on frying the turkey. And this yeah. is not, I don't see this as a referendum on whether fried turkey is good. I've only had mm-hmm. it once and it was good. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not against it. It just is a truly a classic dad move. That is sort of the I'm just going to go watch college football of helping like (laughs) it's helping adjacent Uh, uh. in some way. I mean, it is the main dish. So it's like you are helping technically, Mm -hmm. but really what you're doing. I mean, this is true of all dads and uncles and they're like weird grilling projects Mm -hmm. is you're like doing a thing where you're not helping the family for an entire day. Uh, yeah. and you're also not generating the entire meal. Um, and you know, look, I'm, if you want to serve me a smoked meat, I'll eat the sh- heck out of it. Okay. In a moment,
0: I'm not complaining yeah. about the result. I'm just, there's some issues with the process. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think yeah. that sometimes that's the nicest thing that that dad can do for the he family is just get out of the kitchen? I went to out my of aunt- the way. I went to
2: my aunt and uncle's house for Thanksgiving one year. And the men just all left to watch college football. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and it, they were like to them while well, everyone else works and they watch college football and no one interacts with each other was 100% the SOP. And yeah. I couldn't believe it was real. And then I was like, I bet this is just what half of America's Thanksgivings are. My yeah. aunt and uncle, they're all very nice people. I, I don't, it was just surprised me.
1: Yeah. I like a smoked turkey. I like a fried turkey. My personal opinion is I I like the oven roasted partially because the weight is kind of fun. You know, you cook it early and people can smell it cooking over time. Mm Similar to the the smoke, like smokers and fryers you do outside. Yeah. That's like a, let me go into the yard again. Like we're saying, let me go separate from everybody. And when I return, I will bring with me a cooked turkey as opposed to, Oh, it's going right now. And then while it's cooling, While you Mm. take it out, that's when you heat up everything else. I I
0: like that notion, and I like the idea of smelling the turkey in the house. But a couple of things that I think frying has going for it over the oven-roasted turkey is the time that it takes. And also, I don't think you have to stand out there. I think that the person that is standing out there watching the turkey for the whole hour is not doing it out of safety reasons. They're doing it out of, let me get out of whatever situation is happening indoors it's not like you don't have to stand there and monitor the thing the whole time i think once it goes in it's in uh but i think the two biggest thing that things that it has going for it that frying have going for it uh and again i love a roasted turkey but three things crispy skin Mm -hmm. it takes only about an hour for the whole bird to cook uh depending on the size but roughly an hour for a decent sized bird to cook and also Oven real estate is at a premium on Thanksgiving. There are so many casseroles that need to go in that oven and the timing has to be so right for all of that, that a turkey
1: just kind of, I feel like, gets in the way. Isn't that part of the skill of cooking is timing out your meal? I have to yeah, do but it if on paper. The time- can, yes. oh,
2: you yeah, 100% I have to do it on paper. And I have a Yum. good toaster oven, which I would recommend if anyone puts one piece of kitchen equipment other than a stove and a refrigerator into their house. I would say a good toaster oven that can be mm-hmm. used to a good toaster oven. You can cook a chicken in easy peasy yeah. lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm. A good toaster oven is where it's at, and it really shines at that time. It shines all year. I barely, I basically only use my oven oven at Thanksgiving or Christmas yeah. or something.
0: I'm an air fryer guy now. I use that daily for, I've stopped using my oven for most things and it's, yeah, what are you, are
2: what are you air frying that you're w- would, I mean, uh, to be clear, mm-hmm. Mark, I, I don't mean to be pedantic here, but if you got a good toaster oven, it does the same thing as an air fryer, only you can cook a whole chicken in it.
0: That's true. The toaster oven that I have is a little toaster oven that would oh, not yeah. fit a chicken. I could fit a game hen in it. I, are,
2: all well, I'm saying is the kind that can fit a whole chicken in it is basically the same size as the little kind that you just make bad toasting.
0: That's fair. Mine <laughs> does have a cool thing where the top is a griddle, which I do like no. that. So a whole breakfast no. can happen with the toaster oven.
1: Did you get that, that at CVS? Sad. No, so I it got it from my sister. Like a
0: CVS appliance. Yeah. That's seen on TV. It totally is. It has a, uh, a coffee maker on the side too. It's like a little breakfast kit. My sister got it for me. It's designed to look super radio.
1: That feels like something out of one of those TikTok videos from like a Japanese home where the person comes home and they put their shoes in like like a UV machine and then they have all these different devices. So there's like just the kitchen, you know, we all have the kitchen cube in Tokyo where it does 8 million different things and you hit a switch and then it serves you. And Tokyo must be so
0: loud if that, if every house has all of those. I mean, there's 10 million things whirring and buzzing and shaking and doing all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I I don't know. What do you think, Jesse? How's an oven guy? I'm a fryer guy. What do you think? I would roast
2: it. You know, it's rare, though, that I would make an entire turkey. The the reality is that the turkey is such an enormous bird, Mm -hmm. is not the greatest food I don't have a problem with it. I don't like. It's not. I don't want people to think that I'm like anti-eating turkey. Like turkey is, <laughs> yeah. turkey is fine. Like turkey is a yeah. perfectly good protein. But um, I, if I'm cooking turkey, maybe I'm I'm cooking like a a quarter turkey or something, just because there's not that many people coming to my house. I gotta tell you, you know? the year that I was happiest. And I usually do cook turkey because people expect it and I don't mind the ceremony. Like I, mm. I like the idea of cooking turkey for Thanksgiving, but the year I was happiest, I made a prime rib. <laughs> I was like, I've, I like, like prime ribs. Like, so I'm going to make that love prime rib. <laughs> like, oh. If I'm going to make an expensive celebration meal, I'm going to make a beautiful prime rib. I cooked it, you know, yeah. at 200 degrees for however many hours it took. And then I seared it off and
0: it was fantastic. I love that. My favorite one that I did once for a small group of people was a uh boneless uh skinless breast based turducken. So it was mm. turkey breast, chicken breast, duck breast roulade, uh turducken roulade for Thanksgiving sure. and that was nice. it was just the right size for 6 people. There was enough leftovers for each of us to have a sandwich the next day. That was it.
2: Yeah. And that way yeah. when you have 3
0: breasts you get the
2: worst part of 3 different animals meat.
0: <laughs> i'm a i'm a breast meat guy i'm uh yeah i yeah. keep tr- people keep trying to sell me on the the thigh that's I'm who you're, a dealing thigh yeah, you're dealing
2: with guy yeah you know what's the, good about the... the thigh tastes like something <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair thank you that's fair so and good i think
2: to have particularly particularly when you're talking about cooking a turkey yeah the is, breast meat can get uh dry. yeah it's so difficult you can spatchcock that will help but then you don't mm-hmm. get the beautiful presentation um, or no. you get a very different presentation. Describe, expl- we explain what spatchcocking is. Spatchcocking is essentially, is essentially cutting it such that it lies flat and that will allow mm-hmm. you to cook it much more evenly typically. Gotcha. Um, and that is less, you know, you don't get the thing that you imagine when you're looking at your friend when the two of you are trapped on a desert <laughs> island. and they slowly turn into yeah yeah
0: Yeah. nobody yeah yeah, nobody turns into a spatchcocked turkey or if they do suddenly i'm not as hungry anymore
2: but it is going to be a lot easier to make it to have a satisfying result now i don't know maybe the fact that you're uh poaching your turkeys in a copper kettle full of lard uh Mm -hmm. keeps those Keeps those breasts <laughs> juicy and flavorful because they taste like the delicious lard they've been, po- they've been poached in. Yeah. Um,
0: or peanut oil, maybe. Oh, peanut yeah. oil. So. Um, well, so are we saying? So we're going to, we're the consensus. I'm a, is I'm
2: a roaster. I mean, at roaster. the day
0: it's more traditional.
2: I, if you're going to make yeah. a turkey for Thanksgiving, you're making it because it's a Thanksgiving turkey and a Thanksgiving turkey is a roasted turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my real answer is a prime <laughs> <laughs> Only no one else is happy yeah. but me.
0: For us, uh, our family, it's always turkey on Thanksgiving and then another protein that we all like on Christmas. We're not going to do a Christmas turkey and a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. But let me ask you, let's talk about, uh, did let's talk about presentation. Do it you again. You mentioned what
1: I'm getting to the it topic. I'm talking. I wanted it with two huge turkeys. I made one for Thanksgiving. Then I made the Justin other one for Chan, Christmas and I ate Justin it. Justin Chan wants to
0: know. Uh, speaking of what's that i'd do it again oh my god dang he nasty Mm i know speaking of presentation justin chan wants to know do you carve the turkey at the table or do you carve it beforehand in the kitchen
2: i've been giving out so much like advice like i know what i'm doing you are the butterball line in this i truly cannot carve a turkey (laughs) I
0: it's, truly, it's, not,
2: it's I'm abysmally difficult at, 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 carving, uh, yeah, at carving a bird, any bird. I can't, I can't carve a chicken either. I can cook a chicken. Yeah. I can do a nice job of with a nice roasted chicken.
0: Sure. Well, I'll come over. You roast the chicken or the turkey. I'll come over with uh, a sharpener and a good knife and I will <laughs> take care of that bird for us. We will have it laid out because I'm always a walk it out to the table. Show everybody, look at the pretty bird and then take it back in the kitchen and carve it up there. Otherwise, it's a mess. Yeah, this
1: isn't like making a Caesar salad table side or or guacamole. Do you make – is
2: there like a processional? Does someone play an organ while you're – Yeah. Well, that's for
0: the boar's head. The (laughs) boar's head in hand, eye, bedecked with sage and rosemary. That's when we have the recorder choir. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, she be, she
1: be. Yeah, I, she be. Japan is loud? (laughs) Think of all the recorders you have in your home. (laughs) You have neighbors. You share walls. I do. Yeah. And they all come over and they're like, is it
0: boar's head time? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's been in the copper kettle all day in the lard. <laughs>
1: Mark the maples down in the in the garden. Let's go.
0: Hal, are you a carve
1: it up guy? And then, uh or are you a carve it at the table guy? No, no. I'm, I don't need it to be, you know, this isn't medieval time. So you can look at the turkey and then I'll cut it up and I'll just bring yeah. you a big plate full of turkey and then everybody can take what they want. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a yeah. show.
0: No, that's I like, I, one. I think that's an easy one. Justin, that's, uh, that's the key. That is the if key. If I is could do the show, I would do it. I want to be clear. If I could do the show, I would do it
2: in a heartbeat. It. It'd be a delight. Yeah.
0: Like that's you're, a like you're suddenly that
2: I support completely. It's not messing up anybody else's life. If you're a kind of dad that knows, the, yeah, like
0: Benny Hanna, that, style, that long to fork. Yeah. Oh, if you could oh. Benny Hanna a turkey, I'm talking like flip it into your pocket, a little oh, piece
2: yeah. of it. Do they oh, yeah. do that with like shrimps at Benihana? I've never actually been to Benihana. They flip one up, oh on, catch great. one
1: in, on the uh, in their hat. That
2: doesn't seem do like a good that. place to
1: put it. Who yeah. eats that one? Uh, uh, I do. That one just. I'm so hungry. hungry. I'm so hungry. I like. I appreciate the show Benihanas, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited. So halfway through, you know, they take when they make the fried rice, which everybody at the table can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Sure, the, the rice is shaped on the on the on the teppanyaki grill into a heart. And then he puts the spatula underneath and taps it. So it looks like the heart is beating. And I'm like, this, huh. you could have already put the egg in there, mister. This let's sounds fun.
2: Benny Hanna's has always yeah. sounded fun to me. I invite me to Benny Hanna, somebody. It's a show.
1: All right. Yeah. Come to Benny Hanna. I've yeah, never been here. to
2: medieval times either. I'd like to go to that. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. This is rapid need, fire. Hal. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll do sake.
1: one more. We'll do one more. All right. All right. This is pretty easy. Uh, Do you do plated? Do you make the plates for people? Do you do a family style where you pass plates around or do you do a buffet where everybody lines up and goes and gets the food? Family style. Family style. It's family style. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's a, you want the table full of
1: casserole dishes.
2: Yeah. There's a logistical consideration here, which is there are living rooms that are dining rooms that are too small for the number Mm -hmm. of people. In your family who are at the thing and maybe you have to move it around a little bit and there's a kid's table and maybe the table is not quite big enough to have grandma and grand aunt Flo at the table and everybody's – I understand. I understand those considerations and I, I stipulate to them. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. obviously family style if it's yeah. possible. 100%. Who is? Who are these psychopaths making
0: plates of Thanksgiving food for others? How dare you? How dare you plate someone else's? What are you, Grant (laughs) A-shats?
2: This isn't molecular gastronomy. Yeah.
0: There, that there, said, I would a, love to have Thanksgiving at a molecular gastronomy. I would house. be glad to have you.
2: Randy Shatz invited me for for tea gives. I'm there. Oh, my gosh. This is just I, I'll bring the smoke. test tubes,
1: buddy. Tea gives. uh I, <laughs> There is an insidious part to this, too, which is whoever's doing it either is imposing their will on you in terms of what will be on your mm-hmm. plate or – they have to take orders from however many people are there and get it straight. Yeah. No, no, like, this thank is you. not, you know, we're not out at a restaurant. I don't need you to do on roller skate. Like there's no get like, let me serve my own. Family. I like digging in, but I also another, want to be near the mouth of the river. So I can, another get it. dad skill
2: I'll never have is that one where it's like a cookout yeah. and you're cooking different people's stuff, different amounts and remembering oh, how goodness. much you're supposed to cook different.
0: Yeah. Pe- like uh-huh. he likes uh, his burgers medium. He likes his burgers medium. Everybody's
2: well. st- everybody's ribeye is medium. Everybody's <laughs> burgers medium rare. End of story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sorry gang. And you know what? If it doesn't come out that
0: way, it doesn't come out that way.
2: <laughs> I like I'm the one that went on the to Costco and bought
0: the meat. <laughs> if it's the Costco meat, I would do the burgers medium well. <laughs> really, because it's too because you don't trust the Costco meat? That's prime
2: meat. Costco has yeah, great meat. meat.
1: Costco is fantastic meat. Do they?
0: Yeah. I what, guess I just think that's... of Costco. I just think of Costco as being things in bulk. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. That is a... so
2: amazing about it. You go there, you buy like six prime ribeye caps. Mm-hmm. You wrap them up in. Here's a tip. As long as I'm Ooh. dropping tips on you guys. You wrap them in saran, and then you wrap them in foil. The reason is the saran gets close to the meat and prevents freezer burn, and the foil is uh, prevents desiccation because saran wrap is porous. Mm. Well, there you go. Isn't that interesting? Hey, nice. anyway, look at you, this. Uh,
0: We're getting so many tips. You go Locking to Costco.
2: Knowledge. You go to Costco. You get your six prime ribeye caps or whatever. You <laughs> wrap them up. You You put them in the deep freeze, and then you got premium meat,
0: for three months. Well, there you go. Once I a week, it. you eat yourself a nice prime rib. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit from the most delicious foods to what Ashley Perot would like to know. Yeah. What's the worst side dish that someone always brings to Thanksgiving or the host has? Or let's just say, yeah. I don't want to make it about someone bringing it. And I don't want to and shame anyone. And this is the anyone. last one. This is the last This will topic. be the
1: last one. What is the worst Thanksgiving side dish? I hate to be nebulous about this mm. there is a famous viral video from a few years back mm. of a woman who has made i think it was the green bean casserole for her family and how she's i decided, hate to correct you
2: it, what happens in the video is yes. that there is a, a kid who is coming back from the dentist his name is david oh, that's right and he's he, he just wonders. talking crazy he's not really making yes. sense is this real life um and he says is this real life that's yes. what happens in the video you in, probably in,
1: saw a different video. <laughs> what he imagines in his There's video. only one
0: internet video.
1: <laughs> mean, we're talking a about a viral video, video correct? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a viral – one of the most viral. Mm-hmm. It is a woman who has altered the recipe that the family uses for something, and her mm-hmm. aunt is lambasting her in front of everyone, saying, you don't experiment on Thanksgiving. You don't experiment on Thanksgiving. You experiment on your own time. Now, you're going <laughs> to clean all this up. I'm going to go upstairs and take a nap. Because effectively she's <laughs> saying, you have experimented on Thanksgiving, the holiest of food holidays where yeah. we gather and have our traditional meals. Don't, it was the macaroni and cheese. She messed up the macaroni and cheese and it was yeah. a very big deal. And so you don't, whatever the, when, if whoever walks in the door and says, I decided to try something new has brought the, the worst dish. Doesn't I'm matter not- what it is.
2: I'm glad that we spent so much time talking about America's test kitchen on this episode, Mm -hmm. because to me, America's test kitchen is the apotheosis of what I would like from Thanksgiving. So I'm like a Mm -hmm. cook. I'm like a home cook. I'm a, -hmm. I'm an enthusiastic home cook, but I, you know, but I wouldn't, I'm like short of a hobbyist. Right. And to me, what I want to have is a really nice meatloaf. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have a special meatloaf. I just need to have a nice, good meatloaf. Uh, And that is, you know, in the years since Bowtie Guy got pushed out of America's Test Kitchen, they've moved into uh, the cuisines of the world, which Mm -hmm. God bless the cuisines of the world. I enjoy eating them all. But I can really only set keep one set of pantry ingredients around before I become a hobbyist. Um, and I don't, I have three children. (laughs) I don't have time. Like I just need something that's based on onions and garlic, um, and celery. (laughs) Um, so to me, those America's test kitchen, straight down the middle, classic food items are the perfect ones for Thanksgiving. And I don't really want to eat a fancy off center, crazy food. Mm -hmm. On Thanksgiving, because I like the Thanksgiving foods. I like stuffing. I like turkey. I like gravy. I'm no one really likes cranberry sauce, but it's interesting. You -hmm. know, it's fun that it's actually do. I enjoy disgusting. Disgusting. You, yeah. yeah, but I mean you you wouldn't. It's not like you're cooking. It's not
0: like you're eating cranberry sauce at other times, right? <laughs> no, it's pretty it's pretty. Yeah, though we do make fine. a bun, we it's make it from scratch so- and we make a bunch of it so we have yeah. it for a while, yeah. You
2: can't. I mean, making making cranberry sauce from scratch by the way, for people who are eating canned cranberry sauce, making mm. cranberry sauce from scratch is completely trivial and you should definitely do it. It is not hard at even a tiny bit.
0: It's yeah. so, and it's so good. Yeah. yeah. We always do, uh, what we'll do is we'll do uh cut oranges in half and just to get a little bit of citrus in there. And then those orange peels become the vessel for serving the cranberry sauce. Sorry, so they're oh, little, or, they're little orange, here. little orange peel bowls of cranberry sauce. Cause some people do like it. Some people don't, some people don't want it to touch other stuff on the plate. I think that, Anything fancy is a great answer for the worst side dish on Thanksgiving. I would also posit, and I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on this. I think that green bean casserole, the classic Americana green bean casserole, is bad. I don't think I've ever
2: had green. I was thinking about this the other day. Speaking of being from San Francisco, I mm-hmm. don't think I've I – want... I used to my show, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. On NPR Mm -hmm. stations around the country and via podcast. used to be distributed by Public Radio International, who were based in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they hosted the public radio conference one year. I went out there, and they had a party. And the the heavy hors d'oeuvres were hot dish, which is a Minnesota casserole made of a variety of crap they have lying around Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and God bless you if that's your ancestral food and you love it more than anything. I feel the Mm -hmm. same way about mission style burritos, but yeah, it was gross to me. And I don't think I've ever had any other casserole other than like macaroni and cheese or stuffing. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a green bean casserole or like any of the different like things where you put it like
1: a thing of with green green bean casserole. You're not missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I like what? green bean casserole a lot. I hate mushrooms, so the curse. But of you it like is, green bean casserole? I do like it a lot because if it's done well, you have the green beans give you a nice texture and it absorbs the flavor of the salty soup, and then the the dirty fried onion crisp pieces. That I go do on top like as a composed. I like those trillions. fried onion pieces are great. That's my favorite part. I think of the They'll entire be, yeah. meal
0: is those
2: fried onion pieces. Because I could being, go buy those yeah. at Trader Joe's and eat them like a snack.
0: Yeah, it's, I just don't, I, I'm just not, not a fan of green bean casserole, but I do like those onion straws. I just wish they were on a better dish at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You
2: know what my favorite side dish is at uh, mm. Thanksgiving?
1: What's bloom that? Bloom and onion. <laughs> give me a nice bloom and onion. <laughs> That's what you use the deep fryer for. Forget mm-hmm. the yeah. turkey, throw the onion in there. Bloom and onions
2: are so good. You know why yeah. people are always talking about bloom and onions and like, it's cause they're great. Yes. Yeah. I only had like three in my life. You're like, yeah, no wonder this is the premise of an entire bad restaurant. Like, this is the reason that people are coming to this <laughs> oh. restaurant to eat yeah. a $22, like,
0: chuck steak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's because this Bloomin' Onion is effing great. The Bloomin' Onion is the single most calorie-dense food item. <laughs> at a, at, of, not, not just of their restaurant. Oh, yeah. Of the major chain restaurants, it is the, the, in the most world. calorie dense. Yeah, well, it's at one least of those I low that that, sodium,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very healthy. You need those calories. You need energy. Yeah, yeah. And Thank as the you. calories as the, equal uh, energy, as it's summer vegetables. turns to autumn, turns to winter. Yeah, you need a layer of protective fat around your body to provide warmth. Exactly, and that you can feed and off one blooming onion. Can handle that for you. Well, yes. You make your annual trek to, to bloom and onion. So what, so what are we saying here? We are. I think it's anything we fancy. Yeah, yeah. Anything like experimenting, yeah. experimenting. Exper- yeah. I don't, an experiment. The worst side dish at Thanksgiving is an experiment. A yeah.
2: traditional side dish that I can't go for is what we mentioned at the beginning, which is a, uh, a stuffing that has a bunch of dried fruit or, yeah. um, even a lot of apple. Any, uh, yeah. or nuts. None of those mm. things I particularly like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are bad. I mean, That's I like apples the on
2: their own. I, I'm not saying that yeah. I'm not against apples. We're very pro apple yeah. here. Thanks. Sure.
1: Just not but, in your Thanksgiving not, yeah. stuffing. It just doesn't. Sunda-
2: What's your top apple? Have you guys ever done top apple? Mine
1: is sundowner. Ooh, I'm a Fuji Ooh. guy. Who'd I like a Granny a Smith, but I'm, I've also come to appreciate Honeycrisp.
2: Honeycrisp honey is, a nice is right. one, but
0: yeah. I wish it had a little more edge.
1: It's mm-hmm.
0: fair. We'll, we'll have this, to have you back on to right. talk about apples. Sure. Yeah, this is the season. I think that wraps up the time we have for the topics that we've done for this clean plate episode. Mm-hmm. So I guess now it's. um, How it's about. Yeah, the you're you're um, in the room here. Um, your reps contacted me
1: about this. Good. Okay, Yeah, good, yeah we good. wanted to start a dialogue officially. You know, yeah. we've been hinting. You know, we're doing a normal podcast season. We've done 400 episodes and now we've had you on for what's either a bonus episode or maybe the start of something else. We've really enjoyed our time at Max Fun and we'd love to be picked up. We think we have a lot of more, uh, a lot more pod to cast. I wish I had said that.
2: I talked to our managing director, Bikram. I talked to Lauren, mm-hmm. Kevin, our senior producers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we're not prepared to commit to a full season. Um, mm-hmm. but we will give you 150. And then mm, we'll see okay. if we pick up the back two fifty at midseason.
0: Oh, you know what? Okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's great. Thank you. Oh, wow. We're also cutting your pay. That's fair. Mark, you'll be right? paying. Not you'll be paying us.
2: Well, I can't tell which mark. one of us you're looking at. <laughs>
1: he's looking at you, Mark. mark. You the can split of... the size no, definitely... however
2: you want. Okay.
1: Good. All right, Mark. All right. You cover this for a while, and I'll let you know when I have enough to contribute. I'll cover you know the what? first one fifty. You cover the. What's that? Make plume pay. Plume yeah. We've been making him pay, yeah, like making him pay since it. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, you heard it here from Jesse Thorne himself. We got another <laughs> 150. We got another almost half a season coming for you. <laughs> so, uh, that just leaves us to say all of these topics are now closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets
1: or. Email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook group where all of these topics came from. Facebook.com slash group slash wegotthispodcast. The nicest place on the internet. Jesse, thank you for joining us. Of course, you can listen to Bullseye with Jesse Thorne and Jordan Jesse Go both on the Maximum Fun Network. What else? Are, are there any other things that you would like to plug? I've been on like a, a bullseye binge recently, by the way. Really? I, you- I love listening to you interview people. Bobby Moynihan in, in particular. Oh. Yeah, what a is like, what I realize we we had him on and talked to him for like an hour and a half and really didn't talk about SNL because I mm-hmm. I had that same feeling of like maybe I don't maybe he doesn't want to talk about it but now learning how much he wants to talk about it, it makes me yeah. feel like I missed an opportunity because
2: I'll uh, offer three specific so Bullseye's Arts and Culture Interview Show that I host for NPR and Maximum Fun. And I will offer three specific recommendations, and I hope that among these are your listeners will find something that they like. We did a few weeks ago a bullseye Halloween spectacular that had Monet Exchange from Drag Race, Anna Fabrega from Los Spookies, which is maybe my favorite show. Oh, it's so and good. it's so funny. Um and RL Stein, who's the most delightful human being in the history of Amazing. Um, he is just a joy. He's everything you'd hope he would be. I oh, had a I great conversation recently with Stevo from Jackass, who wow. is a former professional clown. Um, he was a skateboarding clown. He worked on a cruise ship, and he told me that he did not get along well with the other clowns because he did not think they were funny or that they had any rad skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I would add to that bonnie hunt bonnie hunt was recently on the show uh this was maybe six eight weeks ago now and bonnie hunt is just a really special person like she gave me my start in la there you go i just wanted to love her so brilliant and someone who speaks to making art and especially a kind of art that some might think is inessential which is to say like being funny and Mm -hmm. speaks to it out of a very deep sense of service, um, yeah. of being called to service. And it is very sincere. It is not, she is not preaching about it. She's living it. And you can really tell that she really cares about caring for people by making them laugh. And she is crazy funny. Like she's, yeah. she's super funny. Uh, but yeah, we, t- we talked about her time as a nurse and all kinds of stuff, but great, great. Great conversation. So go listen to somebody that you're excited. Go open up Bullseye and look for a name that you love. You know? Yeah, they're go really to yeah,
1: Billy captivating. Eichner. To, yeah. They're captivating interviews and great conversations. And I'm constantly blown away at your interviewing skills. And I love oh, to to you. watch and sort of try to sit under the learning tree. When what I
2: listen, about so. how do you feel about me coming on your show and doing a weird belligerent character? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm for it. Oddly, I'm okay, for yeah. it. I'm i like team belligerent a, I,
2: Jesse. Yeah. Can I, I tell I'm you the <laughs> truth? i self-loathing. I only picked you up for 150 because I want to come back sooner next
1: time. We do have to have you back sooner. It is ridiculous. The length between your appearances. So it's a pleasure and an honor, guys. I, I love working with you guys. I feel very lucky to do it. So do we.
0: We feel very lucky to be here. And thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Yeah. That leaves us to thank. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to our producer, Ken Plume. You can go to patreon.com slash Ken Plume to support all the wonderful work he's doing outside of this show. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our
0: musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thank you, the people of the world, for sticking with us for our first season of We Got This with Mark and Hal for giving us a chance to sit down with Jesse tonight and talk about all things Thanksgiving and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, thank you for getting us another 150 episodes. We're very excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Hal Loveland. I'm Mark Gagliardi
1: for Mark Gagliardi. I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry
0: everybody for Ken Plume. I'm Jesse Thorne. We, we got, got this. this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> maximumfun.org